uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to Out Loud. The rise of cloud services has radically transformed the way in which businesses can consume their technology. As a service, consumption models are becoming increasingly popular, offering businesses the features, flexibility and elasticity to really utilise technology to enhance their organisations. One of the most prominent as-a-service models currently available is CPaaS. Communications platform as-a-service models are garnering increasing weight and importance within the industry. But why? Today, we try to find out. I am joined by three guests. Dominic Black is a senior analyst at the Cavell Group, who are one of the world's leading analytics and thought leadership firms specialising in unified communications. I am also joined by Cliff Warder and Craig Walker, who are the Global Director of Analyst Relations and Vice President for Cloud Services, respectively, at Alcatel Lucent Enterprise. ALE specialise in networking and communication platforms, so we all discuss how important CPaaS is within the market, but also to ALE's customers. Have a listen. First of all, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Dominic Black from Cavell, how are you doing this morning? Very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, thank you for joining me. Uh, and also, we're joined by our guest from ALE, Craig Walker. How are you doing, Craig? I'm fine, thank you very much. Patrick? Uh, and also Cliff Warder. How are you this morning, Cliff? I'm good. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Good, good morning, everyone. So, Dom, I'll start with you, if that's okay. So, what I'm talking about is the changing landscape in terms of service product models. And what I mean by that is unified communications as a service and contact center as a service and CPaaS platforms. I wanted to understand, as you guys at Cavell understand and examine the market at a much more detailed level, what have you seen in terms of development of the new models of platform purchasing? Sure. So just a background on what we've been looking at. So we've been tracking the the UCAS market, so UC as a service, for about the last 14 years. And that's really came up through service providers and vendors trying to offer uh, a different model of purchasing. So instead of buying upfront on-premise equipment, putting that equipment in the cloud and selling through there um, and selling on a user license instead of a um, CapEx uh, basis. Um, and what that happened, what's happened with that is that market's really taken off now. So we've seen over the last five years uh, in most of developed countries where uh, cloud services are really starting to become more mature in their offerings, that those markets are really starting to take a lot of UCAS services as the market's developing. And what that's happened is we've seen those kind of traditional vendors like Avaya, Mitel, who traditionally were selling on-premise equipment, have really started making that shift towards cloud as well. If we look across all the board, everyone's got a cloud strategy in place now that uh, the old model of, okay, we'll sell everything on-premise uh, and get that upfront fee for it, that's all changing now. So the UCAS model has really uh, driven that forward. And out the back of there, you've had the traditional contact center market as well doing the same. So contact center providers now are looking at how they can put their solutions in the cloud as well um, and seeing great success off the back of there. And you've seen some uh, providers who are cloud only start to be very successful in that market as well. One of the interesting things we have seen over the last I'd say four to five years in a, an area that we've become more and more interested in uh, is CPaaS, so communication platform as a service. And when we first started looking at this, we were kind of going, OK, well, it looks very much like a wholesale model here. What, what we're seeing is 
minutes and text messages and two-factor authentication being sold on almost a wholesale basis. And those providers who are selling it, uh, a CPaaS model, will be very successful just in getting those kind of incremental minute revenues from people using uh, a CPaaS platform to embed communications with our applications going forward. So what we've seen now is uh, that market's starting to evolve uh, a lot more now. And we're starting to see their Kind of the rise in platform, communication platforms as service providers starting to build specific use cases and tools to enable businesses and enterprises to embed communications into their applications or web pages. Um, and from the back of that, that started to see some real growth in that market. And for those CPaaS providers as well, they're starting to really understand how they can, uh, uh, what are the best use cases, what's the best way of people being able to use this. So. Um, it's been really interesting looking at how all those different models are uh, coming up and what the real drive has been for all of that is really enabling enterprises to communicate, one, internally, but two, externally, and making sure their customers can interact with their enterprises and understanding the value of those interactions as well. From a kind of a, a market perspective, what we've seen is people want to talk to their enterprise in multiple different ways, through multiple different channels. They don't just want to, if you're calling up a say your gas provider you don't just want to call them you if something goes wrong you might want to tweet them you might want to send them an instant message you might want to use whatever you're most comfortable in using and one of the things that has really risen out of this market is enabling that enterprise to understand all those interactions make sure they're logging all of them have a consistent flow through all of that and have a true omni-channel experience and we're seeing that really being driven through the contact center but also through the CPAS as well and Dom, there's a, there's a lot of benefits, aren't there, which, which the listeners will probably be very au fait with in, in terms of the as-a-service as model, in terms of flexibility and elasticity and all of those things that we've, we've heard about for a long time with cloud-based subscription services. But from the interesting thing about CPaaS, and you touched on it there, is that consolidation of services within one platform. And it's been there's been a lot of consolidation and acquisitions within the industry are those a reaction to the rising importance of CPaaS in terms of service providers uh, trying to consolidate their platforms and have that holistic CPaaS portfolio? Sure. I, th I think one of the things we've seen over the last year especially is that if you look at the large vendors and large providers out there, they're not just offering one solution anymore. You, you're not going to one provider to get your UCAS and one to get your CPaaS and one to get your CCAS. What, what's really changing there is you can go to your UCAS provider and get a contact center solution as well off the back of that. And you can go to your contact center solution and buy it, get a UCAS solution. And CPAS providers are integrating all of these together. So next thing you know, you've got providers like Vonage coming up who've got a CCAS, uh, who started with a UCAS solution. Then they bought Nexmo, which added CPAS capabilities into the back of that. And then a couple of weeks ago, they bought a new voice media, which added a contact center into that. We saw Twilio launch their Flex solution and went general availability last week. So that's a CPaaS provider launching contact center as well. So there's really, I think what the providers are realizing here is that enterprises want to be able to buy all their communications and make sure they're all embedded and all integrated together. And being able to get that off one provider is becoming more important. Obviously, in some cases, when you're getting one specific solution, uh, maybe not your UCAS or your contact center solution, but if you want something like analytics or recording, you're going to go to someone else and go, well, I, I want that because it's going to be best in class. 
but then you're going to want to be able to integrate that into it. And a lot of these solutions you're not going to be able to, but because it's in the cloud and because maybe they have open APIs at the back of them through their CPaaS solution, you're able to integrate best of class applications into your communication solution to make sure that your enterprise is going to have the best solution and the most effective solution in the market. And Craig, from an ALE perspective, you obviously deal with enterprises on a daily basis. Is this the sort of trend that you're seeing within the industry as well? Absolutely. And and I think, as Dom said, the, the history has come from a CPAS perspective, from the providers, from the minutes. But as you get further and further into the enterprise and you look at the adoption of what you're actually trying to do, it then comes back to the ability to touch your customers on multiple different touch points to expand the rigor of the contact center across the whole business, to be able to bring all of these best of breed elements that all sorts of different aspects of the business are going out and finding bring those together so that you can actually integrate them to go through your digital transformation or your business outcomes or all of the other buzz phrases that we'll throw at the industry and really it's about being able to utilize all of these elements to deliver that user experience both internal and external to the business. So the only way that we have found in the recent past to be able to do that efficiently is through the utilization of an open CPaaS platform. And the more that you get this towards uh, the enterprise, it's less about a minutes or a traffic. It's more about what are you actually going to do with it and what did, what is the the business process that you're actually trying to affect and this is really where the CPAS has come into its own where UCAS is, is just an example of one of a, a CPAS application that's starting to come into its own because obviously you know every process you need to be able to communicate and then if you look at all of the touch points that you now have with your consumers your customers your citizens if you're in a, a government environment You've got so many different touch points and so many different ways of communicating. You've got to be able to wrap your arms around all of that. And this is where the CCAS piece comes into it in terms of being able to bring that insight and that oversight across all of that interaction and not just in a single contact center, a group of 25 agents sat in a dark room, never being allowed to move for eight hours a day. That's a really good point, isn't it, Cliff? In terms of, I'm sure you see from customers that historically, technology systems have often been sporadic and isolated, and the rise of CPaaS platforms enables that more holistic, integrated approach across all all of the different platforms. Absolutely, and uh, it's always been a challenge. We've talked about it many times about uh, how you end up buying shelfware. You, know, you buy a platform, you buy software, whether it be in contact center or just across general uh, unified comms, and it never gets fully implemented. You know, we see trials that are piloted um, and they're very successful in one particular area of a business, but when you actually come to roll it out, um, it doesn't fit, and that's quite often it's a case of the business having to try and adapt to the actual uh, um, uh, solution itself rather than the actual solution supporting this uh, uh, business transformation, you know, taking it into the new world. So it is very much a case of uh, um, 
this new approach with regard to uh, um, what Dom touched on, uh, providing APIs, you know, giving the tools, let the business actually build what they need from the technology and, and build that around so that it suits their business and the direction that they're going in. So just to jump in, there, I think that's a really important point there. I think for most, for a lot of solutions, when you go out to the market and as an enterprise, when you're buying, you can look at them and go, well, that bit fits, that bit doesn't, that bit kind of does there. I think what CPaaS is really going to enable is you as an enterprise can turn around and going, what is, what do I need to get working best for me? And what can I do with that? And a lot of these solutions aren't very flexible, but I think with CPaaS and open APIs, you're able to build something really going to work for your business. Um, and be flexible, be intuitive, fit all of those areas, and you can build it quickly. It's not something that's going to take a year for you to build, and then in a year your business goals have changed and you need to move on. You can try new things, you can integrate new things, and it's that speed and agility that I think is going to be key to a lot of these enterprises taking up these kind of solutions. I think it's I think it's very important for IT to understand that they now have a mechanism to bring the business back under control if you look at who's buying all of these apps now it's it's line of business owners it's not it it's we've had shadow it for so long you know we we see the stories of whatsapp being used in key business processes and we know that that's not gdpr compliant this is a sort of thing where if you've got a CPaaS platform or indeed a CPaaS strategy as IT, you will be able to take these um, applications that the users and or line of business have found and said, actually, this is what I need to do my work. This is what I want, not what you're telling me. And to be able to get the management, the oversight, the control, the security and bring that together to be able to deliver what you're trying to do with your business and that business transformation and this is something that people are really starting to to get the head around is actually do you know what let the business go and find what it needs i can now actually deliver this for you and control it and manage it cliff i know that you at ale have approached this from a slightly different perspective dom, dom obviously explained that the cpas market has been developing for a number of years now what's ale's background within cpas provision yeah so it's quite interesting from our perspective because uh, um, next year ale are going to be uh, uh, celebrating their centenary uh, the, the, so i like to think of it that we're a startup with a hundred year history and what I mean by that is that we've got a change and uh, um, yeah, we've had to look at the way we go to market the products, yeah, where they're relevant and uh, um, how they meet the needs of uh, today's uh, um, organizations, i.e. agility and to where they want it delivered from the cloud, etc. So we took the view that rather than uh, just uh, looking to build out on existing uh, uh, platforms, that uh, to actually meet the flexibility, you know, to, to provide the, uh, um, the solutions for tomorrow, that we'd have to start from fresh. So uh, as uh, uh, Dom touched on, you know, that uh, organizations are now looking to actually be able to build their own solutions, um, take a, a um, selection of APIs, put the, plug them all together and integrate and build out into their own uh, platforms. And that way that they've got their own solution to comms. And that can, yeah, that can leverage our experience around uh, traditional voice or whether it be unified comms. And of course, you know, the next language, which is uh, uh, user machine language. 
So, so our approach has been built this new platform from fresh. Um, it's called Rainbow, and it does consist of a, um, a number of APIs. We've got 200 uh, available at the moment that developers can download and they can play around with. Yeah, you know, there's no big commitment. It's it's play, see if it works. If it doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't cost anything. So, which is now approach that many of the vendors are starting to take on that. Um, but also there's the delivery of it, that people are looking for the cloud. Absolutely, it provides benefits in many different ways, but it doesn't necessarily meet everyone's needs. It may be a case that they actually have to have something on site from a regulatory perspective, or even just in terms of business critical with elements of the, the voice, the UCAS needs to be there. So we're taking the model with regard to a hybrid approach as well. So yeah, we deliver it uh, in the right commercial model from the cloud, but we still give that old school approach with regard to having something on the ground as well. We don't take the CPaaS in isolation. And it's really when you're looking at deploying CPaaS or, or changing the way you work, you start with the art of the possible of what you really want to try and do. And that's really about the user experience. And then to deliver that user experience, you need to be able to understand not just the CPaaS element, but how you're going to interconnect that into your communications, or your existing communications environment, whether that be entirely in the cloud, entirely on-premise, or any uh, hybrid of that. But also, uh, where your network is, is now where your user is. So you've got to be able to understand the underlying infrastructure and the uh, the wired and the wireless environment and to unify that. All of this IoT stuff that we hear about, all of the sensors that you're going to need to be able to do all of the wayfinding and the, the uh, Bluetooth beacons and the location-based services is all of the underlying infrastructure. And we understand all of these elements and we can bring it together for you whether it's our own technology or other vendors' technology, because we take the whole open approach. And then really, as you said, Patrick, to take a different approach. Our goal is really to get out of the way of what the user is trying to do. Now, a lot of CPaaS vendors and application vendors out there uh, have got a stated aim of making the user spend more time in their application as a goal. And that's not what we see is uh, the goal of the user. The user wants to get stuff done and they want to be able to do it in the quickest, most effective way possible. And our goal is to utilize the, the, the CPaaS, the UCAS, the CCAS, the underlying network to get out of the way of what the user is actually trying to do, to make them productive and to be able to deliver on that out of the possible so that you know, if you're in a healthcare environment, it means nurses can spend more time nursing rather than filling out Excel spreadsheets. It means that if you're trying to um, provide hospitality, yes, you can make all of the buildings intelligent, but you've got somebody there that can actually greet people and, and make them feel as though they are the most important person in your hotel at that particular time, and so on and so forth. Dom, it's a really interesting point that both, both Cliff and Craig make in terms of the interoperability of, of platforms like this, because it's very, 
it's very unusual for one technology vendor, or unusual, maybe impossible, for one technology vendor to be able to provide the entire stack. And that's a, that's a change from the traditional model, isn't it, in terms of opening up these integrations so that, the, as Craig and Cliff were saying, the, the customer can design and implement their perfect solution in each area. Sure. I think a lot of providers are realizing now is, uh, especially some of the smaller ones, and if you look at the market, you have got, uh, it's very much split between those large vendors who have lots of resources to be able to build all these things themselves and those smaller providers who may not be able to do that. What we've realized with the smaller ones is they're starting to realize, hey, we, ca we can't go out and build all these new features. We can't go out and build all these new uh, platforms. But what we can do is start to integrate into the back of them to allow our customers to take advantage of those kind of uh, APIs and different ways of working uh, and different solutions that they might not be able to get from us. So what we're seeing throughout the market is you're not going to be able to, in some cases, buy all your solutions from one provider. But if you can find that provider who can offer that all, um, that will allow you to go out and build what's best for you. And Craig, I know you ALE have some particular examples from specific customers that you've been working with in terms of case studies and how they've been able to use your platform to really amplify their own proposition yeah and you know there's some big things that we can point to and then there's some little things that are adjustments that just make communication with customers and clients easier if i give you an example we have a pensions uh, department in germany that is one of the larger areas of germany so obviously there's a lot of travel involved and these guys to be able to give advice they have to see people face to face you you can't just do something over the phone they've got to be verified and you've got to look people in the eye now we've been able to provide for these guys the tele consultation and this started out as a pilot where just for two days a week the agents were available and you had to book a time slot and you still had to go into a public building to validate who you were. And within the first couple of weeks of this, the time slots were all fully booked. The service made the local news for the region just in, in the, the fact that they were now able to change the way they were delivering service. And what it means for the citizens is that they don't need to drive halfway across Germany, which apparently I'm told doesn't always have clear autobahns. And this is something where the, the convenience, that, that convenient factor means that you get a much quicker and easier service for all concerned. And this is something that has now gone live and uh, they are looking to expand and the goal in the end is that you will be able to do this from your own home, still maintaining the regulatory requirements that they won't change in that timescale. So video communication aspects is very comfortable for a lot of people. And this could also be used in a telemedicine um, environment as well. So this is something that we are bringing to telemedicine. One, one thing I will say is that that, development was actually done by the customer themselves from the wireframe storyboard to the first trial was just three weeks so this is something that you can do very quickly very easily with or without a, a partner involved 
Yeah, and, and, and Cliff, that was the point that Dom made as well, wasn't it? That these services, you, you, you can do it internally without a huge amount of cost as long as you can utilise a, a platform like Rainbow. But the, the services they can enable can be absolutely transformative for a business. Absolutely, absolutely. It's um, and it can be done in parallel, so it doesn't have to be totally you know disruptive. We talk about sort of disruption of an industry, but you can achieve that without uh, killing yourself, so to speak. Um, yeah, it's it's you know this is a new way of doing things. You don't have to do a big bang approach and then make changes out of that. Yeah, you can just build out at a time frame that uh, suits yourselves. And Craig and Cliff, just just finally, I wanted to understand how important you think Rainbow is going to be as a part of ALE's proposition going forward. Well, for me, it's massively important, not only to reach new customers, uh, new revenue streams and a new annuity revenue, as uh, Dom alluded to earlier. It also gives our customers and our partners the uh, real ability to leverage what they've already uh, invested in but also to map out where it is that they're going and then deliver on that process as you move forward so we would love that every time that we talk about the art of the possible and the sea pass that you buy our underlying networking infrastructure and our underlying communications as well but it's not always the case so we take that open approach. But what it does mean for end customers is that they can actually save money on uh, understanding a network implementation now. If they were going to, to do an implementation now that doesn't match that CPaaS strategy, why would you actually spend the money now? So if you start the strategy with CPaaS, you can actually harmonize your underlying communications and networking infrastructure investments to deliver the business outcome. Um, so our sales are all about looking at that digital transformation, that user experience and that business outcome and working back from there. And CPaaS is today the only real way that we've got to be able to execute on that but you do need to understand the communications and the underlying infrastructure to be enabled to uh, execute on that. And I suppose, Cliff, it's all part of that, which I know you're very focused on earlier, that closer communication with the customer in all of those different areas. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it takes a conversation, as Craig touched on earlier, you know, away from IT. Um, it's now having those more strategic conversations within the business. But it's also... Yeah, it's not, it's not just the opportunity to engage with uh, today's customers. You know, this is the chance now to actually engage with those developers that are staying up late in the evening and, uh, uh, you know, potentially could be the next Airbnb or Uber. You know. So it's, it's the businesses of tomorrow that uh, um, you know, we're hoping to engage with today. Yeah, and, and just, just finally, Dom, I think that the point Cliff makes there in terms of the, the businesses of tomorrow it is absolutely going to be the businesses of tomorrow and the ones that transform their traditional models best that are, that are going to succeed in the future with models like CPaaS. I think everyone looks at CPaaS and you look at the poster boys of it or people like Airbnb and Uber. And yeah, they're hugely successful, but not every business is going to be like that. And I think actually what's, what's going to be really exciting in the CPaaS and what people are going to build on the back of this is enabling businesses that don't really know what they're going to do with this stuff yet. 
and looking at some of the business cases they bring out and it may be something really simple that they are able to do or streamline or integrate with that really helps that business process and changes the way they work making them hugely more efficient reducing costs or increasing revenue but I think it's going to be that that's really going to be the driver and one of the most successful things coming out of this and I think for most of the businesses out there I think you need to look at okay internally what what could you do better how can technology help this and how can you use a CPaaS platform to help drive those business goals through an integration through a solving a business problem really and I think that's as you as we've said across this it's not a CIO or CTO down push down but it's talking to those business areas and going what what tools do you use how can we get those to work better in this organization what do you want them to work with and move it forward like that well it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to see how it develops across all of the industries and the world so guys thank you so much for for coming on to the podcast firstly cliff water from ale thanks for coming on pleasure and, and craig walker as well really good to speak to you thanks patrick good to speak to you and finally, Dom, thank you so much for, for giving us your insight from Cavell. No problem. Anytime, Patrick. Thank you very much. Huge thanks to all of the guys, Dominic, Cliff and Craig, for coming onto the podcast to discuss CPAS with me. If you want to understand more about CPAS, head to the website at uctoday.com and search for it there where you can find loads of related content. The same goes for ALE. If you want to know more about their provision in the CPAS space and their rainbow platform, you can find it all at uctoday.com. That's it for today's episode, though. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to the series on your preferred podcast platform and leave a nice review if you can. Thanks for listening.